even with bad videos, I was able to forex my business just by being consistent. So that tells you something. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. All right. Our guest today is Neil Dingra. He's a real estate investor, market enthusiast, and mortgage banker with a passion for digital marketing with over 15 years of experience in the real estate and mortgage industries. Neil's passion for helping clients learn about real estate and the unmatched financial opportunity associated with real estate investing has led him to become one of the uh, highest recognized video influencers for sales education in the industry. Neil, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys, man. This is awesome. Neil, it's awesome to have you. We were uh, talking before we came on the podcast. How we found Neil, guys, just so you know how kind of this whole thing works with podcasting is I was at, talking to Ed Stulock, which if you guys don't know Ed, he did you know a couple podcasts with us. He's a beast on social. You should look him up, killing it in the real estate game. But I was sharing with Ed, hey, man, Ed, introduce me. Who else do you know that would be incredible for the we podcast? And he said... Yeah, we need guests. We need the best of the best. He said, you got to get Neil. And Neil, I want to dive right in. You've had an extremely successful career building out your mortgage business and stuff in real estate. On your Instagram, you literally say went from 300,000 to 3 million net using yep. social. And I would love to just dive right into that. If you could kind of share that story, how did that happen? And then we can get into the tactics of what people can do to do it in their own business. Yeah, so... Um, I had been in the business, you know, I kind of cringe when I hear the bio, like, oh, you've been in there for 15 or 20 years. Like everybody always leads with this experience and it doesn't mean, you know, at the end of the day, right? It's it's all about what you could do now, what's working today. Hmm. So I had been doing this a while, just got bored, burnt out, plateaued business-wise. And I, I was doing well, like there's nothing wrong with making 300K a year. That's, that, I think a lot of people would be very happy with that. But... I have this kind of entrepreneur mindset. I'm always thinking about bigger things and investing. And so like I knew I was capable of much more, but just was stuck in this business and doing things the traditional way where I really, really wasn't scaling my business. And I didn't want to do it in... There was people telling me the way you can scale this is in a sales way. You know, like um, hire a bigger sales team, you know, start doing a lot more cold calling, start buying a lot more leads, start doing more knocking on more doors and reaching out to more people. And, and that stuff always was a turnoff to me. So I was like, what could I do? And I came across some guys on, you know, on social and on YouTube that were doing this thing called content marketing. I was like, oh, what's this? Let me learn about this. And it was basically like, you know, taking what's in here and the conversations I'm having with people and then putting it on the internet and connecting with more people. So instead of speaking one-to-one, -one, I want to speak to one-to-many. And I started to do that. I started making videos and... I mean, let me tell you, dude, this videos were terrible, like cringe worthy videos. I, we, we know I the know. feeling. We know, yeah, we yeah, know that feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? So these were terrible, but that, that was my like paying my dues, right? So I started putting stuff out. And even with bad videos, I was able to forex my business just by being consistent. So that tells you something, right? Like even if you're speaking to a very small audience, but you just do it consistently every week, 52 weeks a year you'll start to get something. You'll just start to get more business because basically everything that, you know, your small circle of clients, friends, your sphere is what they call it. Everything that they know about you, now that just grows because more people are seeing you, right? So I started doing that, started, uh, got some growth, started attracting more people to work with me, st you know, started scaling a little bit. And then in the second year I was doing it, 
got a little bit better at the videos, right? Just through doing them. And then I started to see what I would call kind of like exponential growth where, you know, we all think about in this business, how to add another deal, right? How to get our next client. And when you're doing content and relationships online, like you, you start thinking in terms of, well, how do I add my next 10 deals? Or how do I make a relationship that could add a hundred deals over the next year to my business, right? Or how do I hire two people that could help me scale this thing to the next level, right? So um, start to think in exponential terms and that's where you grow by multiples. And that's how I was able to like add a zero to my income instead of just adding, you know, what normal, what would people are normally happy with, which is like, yo, how could I add a, you know, if somebody said, Hey, could you make an extra hundred grand this year? You'd be stoked. You'd be like, yeah, let's do it. Um, but you know, the, what's possible is you can add millions, you know, and that's when I talk about money, it's not to flex. It's really just to show you the opportunity. Like I barely scratched the surface with exponential growth and that's what's possible. That's so, such a golden nugget. Sorry to uh, cut in, Josh. I just want to point out to people, I think so few people do that exercise of trying to think exponentially. Uh, we had yeah, everyone's asking, thinking linear growth, right? Yes. So that's everybody's based in linear growth, but exponential growth is possible even in a traditional business. You just need a big top of the funnel and then you need people to be able to handle the deals. Yeah, one of the exercises Cody Askins we had on recently, um, he's big in the insurance space and he's uh, founded this conference called 8%. And he had, I don't know, like a thousand people at the conference. Well, he is taking the Grant Cardone methodology. How do you 10 exit? So he literally just the exercise was took out a whiteboard and said, I want 10,000 people at, the, at this conference in, in 36 months or something like that. And he basically just went through brainstorming. What would it take? What, what ideas come to mind? And he just whiteboarded out all the different ideas that you're talking about. Like, how do I get a client that can introduce me to 100, right? Not just yeah. one. And in, I believe he's going to do it. He's on that journey, on that road to doing it now. But so few people exercise that mindset. So I think that's such a golden nugget. Yeah. I mean, if you're good at what you do, and let's just say, you know, you love helping clients, the clients that work with you really love working with you. Imagine if, Instead of like a hundred people knowing that about you, imagine if thousands and then tens of thousands knew that those great qualities about you, like, what do you think would happen next? They would reach out to you when the need arises, right? So it's as simple as that is letting more people know, like anybody who's in this business or any sales and you don't have enough clients, like you don't have enough business. If we throw away everything, the bottom line is not enough people know about you and the great things that you do. And they don't know that you want their business. That's it. Like forget about well every other tactical. Not enough people know about you. That's it. So how do we make more people know about you? We use this, uh, this thing right here, right? <laughs> and we post videos and we share what we're doing. We're already doing the work daily. We already have knowledge here. Why don't we just put it on the internet? And it sounds simple when I say it like that, but people struggle with this. Well, let's get into a little bit of that struggle because I think a lot of people first starting out, they think, oh, that'd be amazing if I could film videos and just start getting business. Where did yeah. you go? Who was your ideal audience? And then how did you get the eyeballs? Like, How did you actually get found and ultimately kind of started that growth trajectory with those horrible yeah. videos in the beginning? <laughs> yeah. So basically, I think what you do when you're first starting is just think of like the common questions you're getting from clients. Like the the, the clients that are asking you things throughout the sales process. Also think of what are the problems your clients face and how you solve them. 
And those are the topics for the first videos, right? So what you'll do is you'll, you know, you can hire a videographer, you can get camera, you can use your iPhone. I did a mix of like raw videos where I just do selfie style with an iPhone. And I also did, I hired a videographer to help me uh, make some more like, make them look better, make me look less old and, you know, look a little bit better, right? So those videos, you know, were just me explaining things and then using B-roll to make it so it's not like so boring where it's just me talking to the camera for the whole time because it's hard to keep someone's attention, especially when you're new to video. You're not yourself. You're overthinking it. You keep, you know, you're actively thinking as you're saying the video, you're like, what are these people going to say? This is dumb. Like you start second guessing. So uh, you're just in your head, basically. Eventually it clicks and then you don't give it anymore. That's when your videos really take off. But in the beginning, you're overthinking everything. So I started to put these videos out. And what I did was I just shared them on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn and YouTube. Uh, because I didn't know about making content for a specific platform yet. So I just threw them out everywhere. I'm like, I made one video, I might as well post it four places. Mm-hmm. And then if I got busy, I would have somebody help me in the office do it. So that way I could stay consistent with them. And even with a small number of views on these videos you can win in the aggregate, meaning like you total up all the interactions that you're having across multiple platforms. And now you're reaching, you know, quite a few people every single week with these videos. Started to do that, then started to um, get a little bit better. And what happens is um, you find like you're, by trying a bunch of different things, you kind of find out your niche. So for me, it was short form informational content. So I can't do these dancing TikToks that Ed does and, you know, the music and all that. I can't do that. But what I can do is I'm a nerd and I can inform you and I can do it in an innovative way. Meaning I could take topics that are boring and make them somewhat interesting. And what I found the best way to do this was you start getting better at the way you uh, explain something. So Mm -hmm. if you guys gave me like a really dry topic, I could make that more engaging in the video by starting off better, right? So it's it's like coming up with a great title, coming up with a great hook, the first line of the video, right? So start to get better at that. And then what happens is the platform starts showing your content to not just to people in your, in your audience, but to um, non-followers, brand new people. And that's when you really get growth. So initially it's like my mom and my sister watching my videos. And then it's like my cousin. And then it's like, oh, my clients are starting to watch more of these videos. And now they're getting a little bit better. So now people are sharing them and their stories. They're sending them to their um, sphere. They're send, you know, they're sharing their my content with other people. They're like, oh, check out Neil's stuff. It's good, right? Or, hey, uh, I know you're in the market. This guy's been saying mistakes to avoid when you buy, like watch his video. Or, you know, they would do share a little bit like that. And then what happens is after people start, start sharing it, then I think the platform says, hey, this guy's doing something decent here. Let me start showing your videos to other people. And then you really get the growth. No, it's so good. It also like from a psychology perspective, what people don't realize is that in the consistency of putting out, especially educational content, content that's informational, the credibility of your expertise rises in the minds of the people who view it, even subconsciously, even if they don't watch it and they just saw that headline, they still associate you now with that type of content, that type of education. So if you're constantly like you're a real estate agent right now, and you're constantly doing these frequently asked question videos, even if people aren't watching them, even that they see them in the feed, 
builds that credibility. We've seen this with our podcast. It's been incredible. Yeah. Like Josh and I have been at marketing for over a decade, easy, helping thousands of clients. But we put out this podcast and now for almost four years, we've been doing it. The credibility of who we are and our expertise supposedly has risen dramatically in the minds of people because they just see our videos every week and they associate us with sales and marketing. So they, when people think, well, how do I get advice on sales and marketing? They're thinking, oh, well, let me look at what Josh yeah, they, One day they may watch 15 seconds. One day they may watch a whole episode on YouTube. Yep. One day they may just see the impression and keep scrolling. But just you're, you're just, you just keep showing up. You just keep showing up. And then it's like, okay, it clicks. These guys are not going anywhere. They seem to know what they're doing. The content's good, you know, and they, they come back to it um, or they save it for later or they share it, you know. Uh, so that 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 is huge, just sticking with it. And I would tell people this, like, um, stick with whatever you could be consistent with, whatever's like realistic. So for example, going hard, like if you guys did this podcast twice a week, went really hard, distributed the content all across the internet for two months. And then you're like, oh, I'm tired, man. I'm taking a break for a month. Like you would just lose everything that you just worked for. So yep. it would be better to be like, yo, what's reasonable? What can we fit in? So maybe that for somebody watching this or, you know, thinking about doing content, maybe that's just one video a week. Right now I post like six videos a week, you know, but I'm not saying you have to do that. Do what's sustainable because doing something that's once or twice a week and sticking with it for all 52 weeks of the year is going to pay better than going hard for a few months and then falling off. It's yep. just like a diet or exercise. Like I was shocked. I started going, I started getting a little chubby. So I'm like, yo, I got to go to the gym, right? I'm going to get a trainer because I hate working out. Yeah. So I got a trainer, forced me to work out, started getting some results a little bit, right? And then I, when COVID hit, the gym closed, right? So then <laughs> I didn't go to the gym because I'm lazy and I don't want to work out. I hate working out. I'm late. I'm not lazy with work, but I'm lazy with working out. Yeah. Just to clarify that. So, uh, I lost all the progress in like two, three weeks. Crazy. Dude, years, like two years of working out and you lose it all by just quitting in a, in a month. Within a month, you're like back to where you were. So it's just crazy. Like that same thing happens with these platforms. Like they're not going to promote your content if you just show up once in a while. Yeah. Like what good would it do if Instagram starts promoting your short form content and then you don't show up for two months? Like the people that they promote are people that consistently create content on the platform even if that means once a week or twice a week. Yep. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipes, stories, and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com slash posts. Take action on this today. No, it makes so much sense. It's the laws of physics. I mean, something in motion can stay in motion. It's a lot harder, a lot more force that takes something from rest to get it into motion. So it's like, it's easier to keep the, it's like a selfie tailor who is a big time guy in the financial space we had on. Remember Josh? Yep. And he is like fit as all get out, like, you know, yeah. like a Greek type, you know, 300 yeah, yeah. type fit. And he just goes, why would I not go to the gym 
because of it's easier to keep it when you're at the top of the mountain than it is, you know, to start yeah. all again and do it all again. Uh, one of the examples that I think ties into what you're saying that I saw that I thought was really good. I forget what agent did this, but it was like, want to pay no taxes and when you sell your home. Yep. And yep. then the idea he explained was the 1031 exchange, yes. right? So a simple uh, real estate Look. concept of how you can pay no taxes, no capital gains tax. But his hook was want to pay no taxes when you sell your home. And he goes, then he explains the 1031 exchange. Now, here's the thing about that example that ties into exactly what you're saying. This guy puts out so much content like that. And he does a great job on his LinkedIn and his, and his Instagram. Most of the stuff he puts out doesn't resonate with me, meaning like I didn't have a need. I didn't really watch. Because I do real estate investing myself, and I had just gotten hit with a ton of taxes, right? From this real estate investing. When he said, want to pay no taxes and selling your home, boom, he's got me. I'm in, I'm listening. And so it's, it plays to this idea of the consistency of you never know what piece of content is going to hit that person, where they're at on the journey they're at that brings them into your ecosystem. And now you become the trusted source. And it's, dude, it's like, what if you started, what if he had started that video like this? Hey guys. Neil with so-and-so group. Um, today, I'm going to tell you about 1031 exchanges. <laughs> like you, Nobody would have watched the video because right. A, you don't give a shit about who the person is unless you know them, unless you're in their network. B, nobody knows what the F a 1031 exchange is unless they're in the industry. So then that means that you just keep scrolling. So what you... Every salesperson or every marketer will tell you sell the results, not the uh, product, right? That's what I mean. That's 101. Yep. So he started off the video with want to pay less taxes or want to pay no taxes. Yeah, I do. <laughs> like, I'll watch the video, you know. So you have to start with a hook. Uh, this is the most important thing in any video YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever is start with an engaging first line. And you will notice your content gets viewed way more. I mean, if, you, if anybody's watching this like or listening, that one nugget will change your uh, the game for you as far as like how many views you're getting and things like that. Because once I got that, I was like, I'm, we're, we're trying to hack attention here. We're trying to like grab. It's super noisy. So if, you, if we were doing this episode like two years ago, I would just say, yo, get on video. Uh, put yourself out there. That's not enough anymore. It's yeah. become very noisy. So you need to do a better job with how you do the videos as far as... And I'm not talking about video quality. I'm talking about what you say. It can be on your phone. It can be to a $5,000 camera. It doesn't matter. But it's got to be something more engaging. And you can do that with boring topics as you just as you just uh, gave an example. That's a boring topic, but he made it engaging. Should people still pay for the production quality? I know you said in the beginning you had hired someone to help put in some B-roll. Should people still... Yeah, I think like much about the production, and if so, how much should they expect to pay or invest in that? Um, so for me, I'm, I, I wanted to like increase the quality, so I get like a better mic, right? And this isn't expensive. This is a uh, hundred bucks, you know, on yep. Amazon. Uh, and then I want a better webcam, so that when I do my Zoom calls or these kind of podcasts, I don't look like I'm in a dungeon, yep. right? And a light, like so. There's little things you can do. 100 bucks, 500 bucks, 100 bucks, right? You don't have to go spend thousands and thousands of dollars. You can just up the quality as you go. Um, and that you can do on your own. And then if you want to hire somebody to shoot like a special video, like, you know, um, some sort of event highlight, or maybe you want to shoot a bunch of informational videos and you want the audio and the video to be just dialed in, do that. And then also do some 
mix in some raw content with your phone. But what you'll find is the quality doesn't necessarily lead to more views or more deals. Mm. I like it though, because it does give a, like uh, Luke alluded to earlier, the um, subconscious. So if I show up on this podcast and I didn't have my light, it would be dark and I would look like 10 years older than I am, right? So if you get a light, it works. Like you just, like, even though nobody's saying this, like you, you think of the person in a higher regard, right? Your opinion of that person is higher. It shouldn't be that way, but that, cause I, I'm a great dude. Like you shouldn't judge me based on <laughs> not being lit properly, but that's the truth of the matter. If I show up looking like that, I don't get the respect. So what you want to do is like realize that, but then don't make it on a pedestal where every single video needs to be 4k super mm-hmm. produced. Like just get some basics down. You need to be seen. You need to be heard. You need to be like properly lit essentially. So I would tell people the first thing they should do is just focus on light. That's great. You can shoot with your phone and it looks amazing if you have good light. Hmm. Can you can you get a little bit um, maybe technical or tactical for us of what platforms should people be focused on right now? Should should people be are you on TikTok? Should should agents, mortgage yeah. brokers, insurance agents, how often should you be posting what you're recommended? And then any other hacks that kind of yeah. content marketing, here's my pain with content marketing. And, and I'm a huge believer. We do it. And we spend tons of money to do it, but it's not an instant gratification game. So it's really hard because you're putting out there to the world and, you know, believing that if I do this enough and I'm out there enough, people will come back. So any tactics to help speed up how to grow the following, you know, that type of stuff too. Yeah. So right now, if you make, short form content, uh, you're in a class of creators that can capture a lot of attention. That's why TikTok just surpassed all the other platforms as far as time spent in the app. It's highly addictive. I don't know if you guys get, go, get stuck in the TikTok rabbit hole. Yeah. You start scrolling and then it's like, you're just stuck in there an hour goes by, right? You meant to check like one thing. So uh, Instagram noticed this and launched Reels because they know short form content is taking off. So I'm not a big TikTok user, but what I found was um, the like videos that I was making for Instagram, I may as well just throw them up on TikTok. You know what I mean? Like just because they're already done. So let me just do that. So I started just posting them there, not really spending much time there and quickly grew my TikTok account. So I think for everybody, it's going to be like a little bit different, but I would tell if you don't know where to start, I would definitely start with making short form content on Instagram. If you want to repurpose that content, you could take it, put it on TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook, all the other platforms. Facebook's a lot of old people with money. So you don't want to ignore Facebook. Like it's still the beast. It has the most uh, um, uh, people on it compared to any other platform. So you can't ignore that at all. And then for long form video, meaning like three to eight minutes, um, I would put it onto YouTube. Um, now you're not going to, the odds of us becoming viral YouTubers are low, but the thing is putting the videos there, it's great for SEO, for search. And then also it's a great place to house your content. So for example, I make a short engaging piece about, uh, some topic and, you know, mistakes buyers are making or sellers are making and how to avoid them. And that's going to be 40 seconds on Instagram reels and 40 seconds. I'll throw it up on TikTok. People find out about that. Then they go watch. If they want more info in the caption or in my bio, it'll say, hey, more content on YouTube. They'll go to the YouTube and they can learn more about it. They can watch the five-minute video. So it's like top of the funnel to attract people who do not know you. They've never met you. You're just introducing yourself for the very first time. 
you cannot give them an eight minute video. They don't care about you enough. We don't, uh, unfortunately, uh, the sad truth is nobody cares about us. They care about themselves. So we need to give them a nugget, one or two nuggets in a short 30 second video. If you can do this right now, it is the biggest opportunity I've seen in many, many years. Because right now, with zero audience, you can go on Instagram and TikTok, zero audience, make a short form piece of content, the platform will show it to people for you. Mm. Like it didn't used to do, that was not possible before. The only way you would go viral is like very rarely. And when you post content, only people saw were your followers and then you would have to rely on them to share it. Right now, the platform will take your video and show it to people. So uh, it's really cool. It's a really amazing opportunity. I'm reaching, you know, uh, I looked at the last 30 days just posting short form content on Instagram. I reached a million people. Like that's insane for me. Wow. Uh, are, are you using YouTube shorts? I have been, but I haven't cracked that one yet because okay. I haven't had any takeoff, but I've had many short form pieces of content take off on, on Instagram. Yeah. Um, so that's where I've been focused. I need to start taking some of those and putting them on YouTube shorts because I'm hearing a lot of creators talk about YouTube shorts now. Yeah, we haven't had any takeoff either. But in, in comparison ratio wise of views on YouTube to the views that we get for YouTube shorts is crazy. Like just, yeah. you know, that you get. And, and so I would definitely encourage people to take advantage of that. And that's crazy too, right? YouTube is no, YouTube is the long form place. Like people go there yeah. with the intent to watch eight minute videos. And even they are like, we got to get on this short form thing and they launch shorts, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, yeah. everybody knows like this is where attention is going. So it's kind of a barbell thing. Like people either have no attention or they have enough attention to watch a two-hour Joe Rogan podcast. I don't understand. It's like it's like a barbell. <laughs> yeah, it's so yeah. There's, no, there's so no in the middle, right? So like yeah. you're willing to watch long form, but you're very selective with what you want to watch. So you can't introduce yourself with long form. You introduce yourself with short form. It's like, hey, want to grab a coffee? Like, can I buy you a drink? Not like, dude, let's go on a trip for two weeks. Like, that's not going to work in this situation, right? So short form to introduce yourself. They watch some of that. They get into your into your network and then they go watch the, a very small number of them go over here. But if the top of the funnel is massive, like if I can reach a million people this month on Instagram and say a thousand, even the 10,000 of those people find me on long form, that's amazing for me. So um, that's the way to think about this stuff. And you really have to start getting better at short form content because that's the future. We're already seeing it in the numbers. Well, I'm brushing up on my dance skills. So we'll see how, you, you know, we'll see it. I guess well, I'm telling you, I'm doing not, I haven't done one dance video and I've had many videos go like semi-viral for me. And they're just me talking to the camera, explaining That's the topic. Awesome. How often are you posting? Way. I post every day. Every day. Okay. So one yeah. time a day, basically every day on every platform that you're committed to? Uh, Instagram for sure. Then the other ones uh, as like, as time permits. Okay. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Um, or do you have a hashtag strategy? Do you be, like from a hack? Uh, they, like, they came out with something recently where they said that don't put 30 hashtags in your post anymore. Just put like no more than five, make sure they're relevant to your post. So I do get a little bit of extra reach on images yeah. on Instagram based on tags. But uh, for videos, they said that especially short form video, like reels, they said that the tags are more to inform the algorithm. Like what's your video about? So if I'm doing a real estate investing video, then you know you could use real estate hashtag investing hashtag real estate investing investing tips. You know you can well, use some of these tags. A new feature that just came out that I think is phenomenal is that collaborator feature. Like you, if you yeah. can 
basically share a post. And when you go to tag somebody on Instagram, it allows you to invite a collaborator. And if they accept, it will share on their feed as well. And you'll reach their audience. This is a perfect opportunity. If you're a real estate agent, collaborate with your mortgage professional. If you're a real estate agent, go to the local coffee shop business owner, review their coffee, share it on yours and get them to collaborate if they have an Instagram because they probably do. There's like a huge opportunity for people to use that collaborator tool to go in the other business owners that they know, do post about their business or post that is you know synergistic with that person and then cross share with each other and you'll get more reach. So I'm, I'm seeing a huge avenue there for people. I don't know if you've used it yet or not. Yeah, I just had somebody invite me. I was wondering what that was. So I yeah. saw that announcement, uh, but I haven't done it personally. So somebody did a video with me like from these podcasts, cut the clip and then they said to collaborate with me. So that basically they're going to, we're going to cross, you know. Yeah. Cross uh, share. It will, po- it will post that post on your feed and theirs and both your audiences will see it basically. That's awesome. So it's, yeah. It's so there, there's all kinds of ways to use collaboration. Um, even just things like being active in your stories. I mean, that's another hack that I think people mm-hmm. kind of underutilize. Uh, they don't want to show personal life. I understand a lot of people don't want to, but just even showing things that you're doing throughout your day, like, yeah. This reminds me, right? So I'm, we're, we're shooting this. I need to post in my stories that I met two great dudes today and we did an awesome podcast, right? So I need to go on stories and be like, yo, we're doing the podcast today with these two guys. And what is the name of the podcast, Luke? Stay paid. Staypaidpodcast.com. Look it up. So you got to <laughs> check this out. These guys are awesome. So there, right? That's content. That's stories. It's, it's 10 seconds, but nobody takes their phone out and does it. Cause why? Cause they're embarrassed or cause they think it's dumb or they, they're saying yeah. no for the audience, right? Well, all you have to do is post it and it just shows you're active. It shows you're doing stuff. And then perception is reality. Like I'll tell you what, there's a ping pong table in my um, area in the office. The ping pong table has outproduced some of the salespeople here because <laughs> I post a video of us playing ping pong after work and then clients or other people DM you, oh, I'm going to come by and play you guys. Or I used to play ping pong back in college. I love that. And they start, this starts the conversation, right? And then that leads to them two weeks later. Hey, dude, I got a, I got a question for you work-wise, you know, business-wise. And then they ask, you know, so it opens the door by sharing these personal things. Um, and that's a, that's a, that's a really um, underutilized, I think right now. Yes. Yeah, so, so good, man. And, and people don't realize that activity in the mind of the client they think productivity. And yeah, it's like a perception is reality too. Like people think I post a couple fun videos, like 40 seconds of fun here. They're like, dude, you guys look like you're having an awesome time. Like, no, our eyes are bleeding at the desk most of the day. (laughs) And we just, I highlight is a highlight reel. I took like, you know, 30 seconds to highlight something fun, but then they think, you know, that's a cool place to work or those are cool. Like you can highlight uh, certain things and people are attracted to that and they watch it. It's like reality TV. You're so, so true, man. So true. All right, Neil, we got to ask you because we ask everyone that comes on the show um, that's been successful. What are some of the routines? Do you have like different routines or things that you do consistently every day that contribute to your success? Um, yeah, I think uh, just time blocking. So, you know, putting it on the calendar, not just like hoping it gets done, just actually schedule it. So, if we're shooting video, like there's a two hour block for making those videos, knowing what we're going to be shooting when we do it like list of topics. So just, it's basically just organization, not winging it. Like I'm, I'm shocked at how many people in our business show up today and, and they could be doing 10 or 12 things. They don't know what to do. Like mm-hmm. you just scatterbrained. 
So you really have to, to like put it on the calendar. Like I'm doing this from this hour to this hour, I'm prospecting, I'm reaching out to people, I'm shooting content, I'm doing X, Y, Z, I'm training, whatever. But put it on the calendar. That, that's that been huge for me uh, to stay productive. And then also, um, I think like a lot of people uh, don't, like they, they, the consistency thing goes both ways, right? So if I said, be consistent, and you're not getting any traction from your videos, not really getting much results, no really, no real feedback, uh, great feedback consistently. Um, then you need to get, you need to like take that as a sign to change it up. I'm shocked mm-hmm. at how many people never improve, right? Like the whole reason why I'm talking about the um, videos going from bad to good was I started to get more feedback, like, oh, I like this, do more of this. Okay, so then I the audience is telling you like, do more of this, less of that. People feed like ask people like, dude, honestly, what do you think of my con- my videos? They'll be like, dude, I love them, but um, I would like you if you did this, or I didn't like it when you did that, and then take that and improve, right? So just keep improving what you're doing, and then you get better at it. I think uh, that's a a part people quit doing. They're like, yo, just be consistent, and no, it's consistent. If you're improving, then it works. If you're consistently bad, that's not a good. That's not a good thing. You block out two hours every day for video content. Uh, yeah, I put it on, um, not every day, but, uh, I block time for reviewing and posting and like, um, we have a lot of content now, so I have to go through it and approve. So I have people help me with cutting up content or editing it. And then I got to approve it. So I have to put that on the calendar, uh, because of the amount of content we have. But in the beginning it was, you know, it's not that much time. Maybe it only takes you 30 minutes to do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you should be putting it on the account, like as if you had an appointment with the client, like you wouldn't skip that. You would, yep. you would put it on there and you would show up. Like do the same for yourself. Like show, so put good. yourself on the calendar. That's awesome. So All right, last question for you. Knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell younger Neil? Uh, let's see. There's a lot of... I'd tell him to buy a bunch of Tesla stock, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, Is that um, Ethereum thing I've heard about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would have... I mean, it, obviously, benefit of hindsight, you know, is, is always different. But um, I would... I would have focused more on, um, you know, the short form content because that's what really took off for me. But it was hard to know until I got better at the videos, you know? So it's kind of like, you kind of have to go through eating, I think. I mean, mean, obviously you want to go faster. So, you know, listen to people, reach out to people. One of the shortcuts, I guess this is one thing I definitely would have done is I found later on, I was afraid to spend money on like, on, you know, mentorships or coaching or advice and things like this, because I thought, Hey, you know, I could just get that for free. Like everything's free right now. Content, Mm -hmm. podcasts, YouTube, you just find the information. Um, it's so much free, but like, there's some crazy that happens when you pay, you know, like if it's the right thing, like there's a lot of scams, I'm sure. But if you pay for the right information, it allows you to go way faster. So there's a lot of mistakes I made for the first year that I could have avoided had I reached out to someone who's already successful and said, Hey, do you have a program? Do you have a coaching program? Or, um, are you guys doing any events that I could come to? How can I learn from you? And many of these people have like annual events or, um, conferences or different things. And you'll find at a lot of these events and conferences, there's always like a VIP group or a high tier where you get some like extra time, even one-on-one time with influencers and things like that. And, uh, I've paid for many of those things. I've spent a lot of money on that stuff and it's led to huge growth because they will like, it's not that they're greedy or like they want to make a bunch of money off this stuff, but they have to have a barrier because if they just open their time up to everybody, 
they'll, they'll be dead. Like they won't, they won't have any time. Right. So yeah. the barrier, unfortunately, or fortunately, if you have some is money. Yeah. So that's how you, that's how a lot of these people who are really big, um, filter, like who they'll spend their time with is money. Um, yeah. So you buy that VIP ticket and you get access to like a private dinner and you get like some time one-on-one or then you can ask. And then if you're doing stuff, you can ask for more time. Like you, dude, you want to be on our podcast? We're doing X, Y, and Z. We'd love to have, like, how do you get those guests? Well, you have to figure out a way to network to get in, in yep. front of them and ask them. Yeah. You're not the first person that's mentioned that from the standpoint of, I wish I would have invested more earlier yeah. in terms of those things. Like you said, you think you can learn everything from YouTube, but once you spend the money on getting that mentorship program into that group of people, it opens up exponential yeah. doors. Yeah. And there's just experience, like mistake avoidance is huge. Like here, don't do, do it this way, do it this way, <laughs> because it'll save you six months of headache. Oh, thank you. Right. Absolutely. Now, nah, Neil, that's thank a, you so much for being here. Before we close out, let people know how they can connect with you and get all your great content. Yeah. Uh, you can connect me on, on Instagram, uh, at Neil home and Neil with two E's. And then, uh, on there, there's a link to my email list in my, uh, in my profile page. You can join my email list where I send out free ideas every week. Awesome. Make sure you sign up for that email list. We'll include links to all of that over at statepaidpodcast.com as well. You can get the rest of the show notes for this episode there. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, the best way is to head on over to Apple Podcast, leave us a five-star review, and also make sure to share this episode with a friend. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast.remindermedia.com. And of course, you can find us on Instagram. We are at State Paid Podcast. For this episode of State Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acre. Your action item from this is pretty obvious. Content is king, right? But you got to be consistent and you got to be producing it. My challenge to you is set a goal for yourself, not an interested goal, a committed goal where you commit to posting, right? Neil said he posts one time a day on Instagram. Maybe that's your goal. You set that out. I'm committed to posting one time a day and don't overthink it. Just do it. Document your life. Start with the frequently asked questions like Neil's suggestion is. Remember, the difference between top producers and mediocre producers is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 